human rights to geopolitics, the economy to international relations, this is your place to get updates on the things that are shaping our world. This is your host, Aish Gujral, and you're listening to World Week. In today's episode, we will first discuss the recent political developments in our world, and then look to a perhaps forgotten issue in European politics, Brexit. But first, recent political developments in our world. In the United States of America, Democrats in the House of Representatives introduced a legislation for reforming the policing actions in the wake of the brutal murder of George Floyd. In Israel, the High Court struck down a proposal that allowed Palestinians to have Jewish counterparts build settlements on their land. Meanwhile, the Palestinian Prime Minister said that any attempts to annex parts of West Bank would mean that they would establish their own independent government. Militias aligned with the United Nations sought to blow back against the Khalifa Haftar and Russia-backed siege of the Tripoli, capital of Libya. Russia was suspected of carrying out airstrikes in Syria, while the Syrian government, Bashar al-Assad, saw a huge protest against them. President of Burundi, Pierre Kurunziza, recently died, perhaps of COVID-19. The Brazilian health ministry continued to fight through in COVID-19 as the president, Jair Bolsonaro, continues to downplay the threat and perhaps there's an issue in data collection. China and India are not caught in a huge conflict at their borders and perhaps may increase to a full-on war. China warned its citizens to avoid traveling to Russia because, and I quote, a a sudden rise in discriminatory and violent actions. Singapore is getting ready for its elections coming up as they continue to gentrify their casting ballot system. Due to its tumultuous relationship with the European Union, the United Kingdom has recently changed its relationship status on Facebook with the European Union to, it's complicated. And indeed, it is. An issue that was once the forefront of British politics for three and a half years has now perhaps been forgotten by both Britain and the European Union as a whole. And it is important that we look back to the status of Brexit, because in the end, it could mean a huge economic fallout, larger than that of COVID-19, for both the European Union and the UK in the time to come. But first, we need to debrief the issue of Brexit itself. For the past three and a half years, Prime Minister Theresa May was balancing her political issues with the European Union and the United Kingdom while trying to pass Brexit for a long time. The issue became one of great length and a lot of political discussion. But on his campaign promise, Boris Johnson became the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom with a promise that he would pass through with Brexit. Being his biggest political campaign, he needs to find out how he's going to pass Brexit within the past 11 months. Because on January 31st, 2020, Prime Minister Boris Johnson officially declared that the UK is leaving the EU, finally passing Brexit once and for all. When he did this, he created an 11-month transition period that would end December 31st, 2020. At the end of this year, 
in which the UK could smoothly leave the European Union without any issues. But perhaps issues are only on the rise, from figuring out business competition to where fisheries can be and who has access to them, even the European Court of Justice and its status after Brexit, as well as the borders of the Northern Ireland area, all of these big issues become one of huge contention when it comes to discussing Brexit as a whole. Which is why we must question whether Brexit is still possible and what the future of it will be, especially as we are almost halfway through our 11-month transition period, and perhaps we've completely forgotten the issue as a whole. You see, as Brexit continues to come closer, it is already June, more than halfway through this process as a whole, and it seems that there has been no actual substantial progress. David Frost, the negotiator from the United Kingdom, and Michael Bernier of the European Union had their last summit just about a month ago, and unfortunately, it didn't really go well. Both of them propose opposing draft treaties, but they can only be changed with consent of their political masters. That means that they need to ensure that they have support of their political parties before they can actually pass any significant treaties or negotiations. And this takes a lot of time, considering that most political leaders right now on both sides of the aisle are focused on COVID-19 and the repercussions around it, that Brexit has perhaps gone on the back wheel. But we need to look towards what the future of these negotiations will be, because considering that David Frost and Michael Barnier are now talking not in person, but rather remotely, the issue becomes very hard to discuss. Because discussing and coming to compromises remotely that is not in person becomes very complicated. You see, the backdoor corridor discussions that happen when compromises are made become very important to ensure that a compromise is made efficiently. But considering that they're using uh, internet calls across the whole continent, and also they're emailing and writing letters to each other, we find that the process is simply slow by nature, and logistically it will take a long time for them to successfully reach a means of commonality. At the same time, since everything is recorded, because they are away from each other, there is no backdoor corridor discussions that can be made, and perhaps making a compromise at this point of time is too difficult to actually happen. But second, we need to look towards perhaps the only issue that has been solved, that is, the borders and customs in Northern Ireland, because out of the four biggest issues that I discussed before, business competition, the future of fisheries, the European Court of Justice, and the Ireland borders, Northern Ireland borders, that is, the only one that has been solved till now, or perhaps even reached to a close consensus, is the Northern Ireland borders. But still, there is no written down treaty that has been passed. But the United Kingdom government has said that they will allow a customs and security uh, border to be created at Northern Ireland. But this is still in discussion. At the same time, the other four issues, which are the biggest four, are continuing to stay at hand. And at the same time, the Northern Ireland borders were one of the issues that was pretty much decided on before Brexit was even passed. So considering that we're already almost halfway through the transition period, and only one out of the many issues has been solved, and that also the one that was pretty much decided on even before Brexit was passed, we're far behind schedule. But we also need to look towards the politics, because Boris Johnson and his party are doing a lot of things that may be seeming unprecedented at this moment. You see, the United Kingdom has the lower hand on the issue. The European Union is clearly the bigger actor on this conflict. But at the same time, the United Kingdom needs a lot of concessions towards it, because without it, a hard Brexit or a no-deal Brexit could lead to a complete economic blowdown for them, 
which is why Boris Johnson and his political party are taking some strong positions. You see, we want to extend this deadline because it is the, it is the only way that the United Kingdom and the European Union can continue and extend the Brexit negotiations successfully. But at the same time, Boris Johnson and his party do not want to extend this transition, period. It was essentially their campaign promise that they would pass Brexit efficiently and without making too many concessions to the United Kingdom. He doesn't want to back out on this very promise that was his campaign promise as a whole. He could lose extreme political support. Along with that, he wants to take a strong political stance to force Brussels, the European Union, to make concessions towards him. It's a common political move, but perhaps one that is unprecedented at this time, because Boris Johnson and the United Kingdom are on the lower side and are in a time crunch, while the European Union won't be hit as hard if deals aren't made by December 31st. So perhaps Boris Johnson should be taking a softer stance on the issue and moving towards actually making some sort of a concrete deal by December 31st. Otherwise, there will be a huge economic blowdown on their economy, while the European Union would remain somewhat economically stable. But there are numerous future options that we need to look towards as Brexit and its deadline are coming closer. Perhaps we can add less than a year to the transition period. You see, when on January 31st, the Brexit negotiations and pa bill was passed in the first place, they created a summit that was to be held at the end of June, which is pretty much coming up in a few weeks now, where the United Kingdom and the European Union would essentially decide on the future of the transition period. But with Boris Johnson taking such a strong stance on not extending the deadline, we already know that perhaps they won't extend this deadline by the means in the deal. See, the deal says that they could extend it by one or perhaps even two years, but Boris Johnson doesn't want to do so. So maybe we could extend it by less than a year. This is an option that perhaps has come to the forefront of the political discussions and table that may be the future of the British the Brexit transition period. But we also need to look towards what will happen on December 31st if there isn't an actual deal made by that time. You see, and in the deal as well, they noted that on December 31st, if there wasn't any successful political discussion or treaties being made, then the UK would automatically adopt a no-deal Brexit. That would mean that there would be little or to no deals made between the two actors at the moment, and with the UK who was very dependent on the EU, they would he see a huge economic blow. Which is why they're also looking towards making concessions with the United States, their second biggest investor and trading partner. But they also need to ensure that even after the trade is made and the treaties are passed, they can ensure a political and economic good and stable future. Because Brexit is perhaps a very hard deal to make, especially because it's risking a huge political and economic future. But there's an even bigger and perhaps more problematic issue coming to the table. And that is to extend the deal itself. You see, on all sides of the table, the EU, the UK, even the US, and numerous countries around the world want Brexit to be extended because the UK plays an integral part of the international economy. But till now, that has been done by using Article 50. Article 50 is a part of the European Union's proposals and bills that allows a member state to extend a transition period or basically the leaving of a country from the European Union. However, since the UK has already decided and officially left the European Union, they cannot use Article 50 anymore, and that extension is simply not valid anymore. 
So, in order to extend this transition period, the UK and the EU on both sides of the aisle would need to pass legislation that allows them to extend it. They would need to create a third-party treaty. That would mean passing legislation through both the regional and national parliamentary systems, as well as creating perhaps even a full-on referendum of the people. This would take months, a long time, and far too much considering the time that we have left. And if the both governments, or rather the United Kingdom government, does not want to extend the deal of the transition period, we see that the future is very close. And perhaps a no-deal Brexit will be coming to the table if the concessions are not made correctly. So, when we take a step back and look towards the future of Brexit, we find that it is one that is in a huge tumultuous situation. Which is why we must look towards what will happen on December 31st if Brexit doesn't go through as planned. Because the current soft Brexit that will be passed if they make treaties and concessions by December 31st is at odds with a no-deal Brexit that would be adopted on December 31st without any treaties. So, when we look towards business competition, fisheries, the European Court of Justice, Northern Ireland borders, the two negotiators from both the UK and the EU, as well as the Borders and Customs System, Boris Johnson's party and his strong stance on the issue, as well as future options from extending from less than a year or creating an implementation deadline or Article 50 even, we find that Brexit needs to be discussed and needs to come back to the forefront of British politics and is perhaps the most tumultuous and biggest issue at the hands of both the European Union and the United Kingdom's government. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of World Week, discussing recent political developments around the world, as well as the contentious issue of Brexit in European politics. Before we head out, I want to explain one more thing about Brexit that perhaps I missed to explain. Another future option of Brexit, if they do not pass the transition period, is to create the deadline of December 31st to be one of a theoretical implementation not a full-on implementation and action throughout both the UK and the EU. You see, December 31st right now is a deadline that means that both the governments and both sides of the aisle need to prepare both of the infrastructure and implementation processes of whatever they claim to be and the treaties that they decide on by December 31st. That means all businesses, companies, and administrations as well as departments from both sides needed to implement whatever new trade relations they have by December 31st, and considering that they don't already have any treaties or concessions made, this is going to be a hard one to make, which is why they can change December 31st to be a deadline for simply a broad outline and extend a second transition period for the implementation. So that would mean by December 31st, the governments only need to pass the treaty of what they desire to have happen and then create perhaps another or even two years worth of a transition period so that departments and companies can have time to transition into the new future. Once again, thank you for listening to today's podcast. Next week, we'll be delving into Nayib Bukele, the head of state of El Salvador's perhaps dictatorship-based governance. Even though he's a millennial, dictatorship is not out of the picture. I encourage you to stick around, share this with your friends, as well as drop a follow on this podcast to hear on the next updates on World Week. Human rights to geopolitics, the economy to international relations, 
This is your place to get updates on the things that are shaping our world. This is your host, Aish Gujral, and you're listening to World Week. If you're interested in getting involved or even creating a podcast of your own, please reach out to me to the social media accounts that are linked to this podcast.